Hi and hello wrestling fans out there. Welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring, the show where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury and with me at the table is Adam Tollefson. Kick back, crack a beer, and get ready for the worst motherfucking pay-per-view ever. <laughs> I think I butchered that yeah. one a little. It was, I got the gist I of it. I bladed and butchered it a little bit. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was something else. That was something else. We'll get into that because uh, I didn't watch a ton of wrestling since we've last uh, spoke, but that was definitely on the docket. Uh, as we record, it is... What is it? Oh, it is August 5th, 8-5-2020, and this is episode 20, and on this day in pro wrestling history. All right, there's not a lot of news uh, as far as on this day in pro wrestling history. Usually when I go to the site, and like I've told, said before, I kind of rip all this stuff right from like PW Insider. Yeah. The guy puts up a really nice article literally every day. And like eight, it's like clockwork, eight o'clock in the morning, that thing hits and it goes. And sometimes it starts in like the twenties or whatever. Right. You know, uh, this, this time it started in like the late eighties with not a whole lot of news. And wow. I was like, fuck, it's going to be a, <laughs> it's a dry one, huh? It's going to be a light one. It can't um, be all winners. But on this day in pro wrestling history in 1996, the great Sasuke defeats Ultimo Dragon in the finals of a tournament to unify eight separate junior heavyweight titles into one unified J-Crown championship. Uh, By winning the tournament, Sasuke, already the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, became the NWA world junior heavyweight champion, WAR international junior heavyweight champion, that was that wrestling and romance promotion that oh, yeah. Jericho was in. That's right. British Commonwealth Junior Heavyweight Champion, WWF World Lightweight Heavyweight Champion, hmm. UWA World Junior Light Heavyweight Champion, WWA World Junior Light Heavyweight Champion, and NWA World Welterweight Champion. Is that the most, you think, at one time that we're... United. It's gotta be. I mean, I've seen I've seen pictures yes, of uh, I was just gonna say Ultimo that. Dragon with like a million yeah. belts, and I guess I never saw uh, until today with this article. I didn't see anything with Sasuke holding all those belts, but I don't know what they unified it to. Well, I guess that J that J Crown Champion, but I don't know what promotion would hold that. Yeah, that's weird because then you're taking. You know, this welterweight and this lightweight. And but this. those seem like a bunch. Basically, a lot of those are just defunct titles. Right. Yeah. And I also find it weird that the WWF World Light Heavyweight Championship is in that. Yeah. I don't even remember hearing about that one. Me neither. Maybe Not until like I, later on when like Taka Michinoku or something. Was oh, it. I yeah. think they brought it back for that maybe, but. That's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. 2000 Pro Wrestling Noah. The new wrestling company formed by Mitsuhiro Musawa and a group of other wrestlers who left all Japan. Uh, they ran their first event in Tokyo. So 2000 Noah makes its debut. I th- I don't know if they're still going. I thought not. Actually, I think they might have merged with yes. another company. Otherwise, they were both dead in the water. Yes, that's what it was. Uh, Maybe all Japan? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember the other one. I think they're still going to run uh, separately, but pretty much just like join forces. Yeah, if that makes sense. I think I remember hearing about that too. Um, I was thinking about having a segment on the show called Botch Spots. Okay. Where okay, as Matt, we, a few. <laughs> as, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but as I listen to the podcast back, um, where we like all these things that we like, I'm like, I think it was this. We could fact check it and be like, yes. no, we were wrong on that. We were oh, right on that. That's a great that. name for a segment. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just something. We Some screwed up that ECW or I screwed up that ECW one night stand or something. The main event at one time. And yeah. Was like, it's just always little things where yeah, we little, correct ourselves. Little page nine correction. Yeah. Botch and if, spots. And if one day we're like, guess what? No botch spots. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Screw you. Then it was, uh, the next bit of news comes in 2011. WWE released a number of talents. Melina, 
Vladimir Kozlov, who we just saw wrestle this last That's true. <laughs> Saturday. Been a while. Chris Masters, Harry Smith, they're all let go. And Gail Kim was released from her deal several days after telling the company she was quitting at a Raw taping. Is Harry Smith Davy Boy? Correct. Junior? Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. I forgot he was in the WWF for a little bit. He was. Him and Tyson Kidd were uh, a oh, thing yeah. there. I can't believe that he hasn't made his way back there or... Yeah. It's weird, right? I feel like... Uh, I think there's talk of him at the Rumble last year maybe a little bit just because he was kind of getting hot in like New Japan and, and uh, Major League... MLW. MLW, yeah. yeah. I know that um, there was talk about it after the whole... The incident at the Hall of Fame where Bret Hart got jumped by that fan. Oh, yeah. He was one of the first guys in the ring to, like, Break it up. kick that guy's ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know that show that the, you might not know it. If, if, you're, if you're looking for it, you might find it. But there's a show called The Bump on the network. Okay. It's hosted by Kayla Braxton. And it's kind of like this, I don't know, but supposed to be kind of like a behind-the-scenes-y type show. Okay. Where she gets wrestling fans and usually, like, a guest they're, they're like, I say wrestling fans, but it's like a panel of a couple, like, I don't know if they're writers or what they are, but they talk about some of the topics or whatever, and then they'll have a guest. And not that long ago, he was a guest. He was the guest, him and Tyson Kidd. And I was like, holy shit. Hmm. It just seems like the door is open, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been back. I know. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. All right, Retro Raw Review, still at the Key Arena, still in Seattle, Washington, and this crowd is still pretty hyped for what they're seeing. I was going to say that, too. I like it. I do, too. They're, they're, main, they're going the distance. <laughs> they have, so far, so good. I think they have, what, one, one more before SummerSlam. We'll see how is they it finish. Is one more to go? I think so. Nice. All right, uh, things open up. We got Vince and JR on commentary uh, because Lawler is heading to the ring. With the brown bottle, brown bagged bottle of booze. Jake the Snake's tag partner. <laughs> and he gets into the ring. He cuts another promo on Jake and his demons. And uh, yeah, like you said, he he said, I got Jake's, Jake the Snake's tag partner right here. <laughs> Jim Beam. He's so happy with himself. Yeah, he is. Well, that's match number one. You get Jerry the King Lawler versus Eldo Montoya. And they were hyping this one up for pretty much the whole second half of last week's Raw. Uh, Lawler, I said, like I said, just continues to ridicule Jake Roberts. And again, we haven't seen Roberts on In screen since King of the Ring. I think you're right. He called in one time. Yeah, I don't, I really don't think actually the, the day after King of the Ring, I think he was on commentary and that's when, um, Lawler was ridiculing him really bad and where he ended up standing up and he's like, you're stepping too hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. I that, think it that's was probably that. It. That makes sense. Because Mankind came out and put the claw on him or something that's like right. that. So, but still, that's been like a month and a half. Yeah. And and we haven't seen, you know, frame one of Jake the Snake Roberts since then. Um, This one, I mean, Lawler picks him apart pretty quickly. It's like two pile drivers pretty much, and it's a wrap, right? He's, yeah, he's like... Uh... I'm going to wrestle with the mic. Yeah, he started <laughs> off. He's like, I'm going to do commentary while I wrestle. Right. And so you know it wasn't going to, you know, it was going to be quick. Yes. Couple pile drivers. Lawler gets the pinfall victory. Um, he then pours the bottle of Jim Beam down Montoya's gullet several times. As Four well. times. All the uh, officials are out there to try to break it up. We got to find out who that blonde haired guy is with the glasses. Yeah, I know. So I'm jotting that down. <laughs> yeah. Blonde guy. He was in every single pull apart, pull apart yep. that ever happened. And it's not JJ Dillon, run. right? No, it's absolutely not, not. Okay. No, but every time you see like Patterson out there, you see, you know, he's always out there. I yeah. have no idea what he does. <laughs> then we get match two. It's the new and, and improved. improved Rockers versus the Bonnie Body Donnas. Uh, the Rockers Pearl Harbor the Donnas as they come out of the curtain. Vince's words, not mine. <laughs> Don't write into this show. Write into WWE if you got a problem with that. That's right. He did say that. Hillbilly Jim is out here for commentary, and as the match gets underway, they throw to a camera backstage where Sonny and Farouk are standing by. 
And I'm almost certain that Ron Simmons like looks at his hand to get to, like to get the bullet get points. The bullet points. <laughs> Um, as if, you know, as if he's got something written on it, but Sonny talks first. And in that like 15 seconds, Farouk must've forgotten his notes because he definitely stumbles out yeah, of the gate. He kind of amended it up a little bit. A little mar- marbly, marbly <laughs> he, mouthy. He calls it, he calls the body down a skip and stip, which is <laughs> funny. Uh, he f- definitely flubs some other stuff. He's not near as bad as Ahmed Johnson. No, like, not that's, at all. Uh, and it's probably been a little bit since he's really cut a promo. Well, you know, thing, been, yeah, I mean, when he was gone in, for a little bit, when he was in WCW as like with uh, Buddy Rogers with Doom, Doom, they had Teddy Long for their mouthpiece. Like, oh yeah, he maybe hasn't had to do a whole lot of promos. You know, very true. Uh, Vince tells us at SummerSlam the tag belts will be defended in a four-team elimination match. Yeah, uh, they didn't do a whole lot of that kind of stuff at that time. You know. No, uh, like last week you were talking about like um, them hyping up the Battle Royal for this week. It's like we've only seen tag matches and single matches. Like it's been, we haven't seen a whole lot of gimmick shit. We haven't seen a whole lot of, yeah, it's, but unless it's on the pay-per-view. I guess we had a casket match. Or was that even on the pay-per-view? That was on the pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, even with the pay-per-view, there's not many gimmick matches. True. You know? True. A lot of tags and a lot of regular um, what else did I find funny? Oh, they show the guns and the Godwins backstage watching the match on like nine inch TV monitors. That was, that was a classic. <laughs> you could tell it was like in the same locker room, but like on two different sides. I don't know. Everything <laughs> looked exactly the same, but flipped. <laughs> yeah. Like mirrored. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Um, what's worse watching, uh, the, you're scouting your opponent on a nine inch TV monitor huddled around it or you're in the backstage area and there's a nice 32 inch TV showing the match, but you're standing sideways. Yeah. <laughs> Take looking look. over to get the profile, <laughs> which all both those, cause like Harvey Wilpman was looking to be a referee. He's out there watching it live. Yeah, Why, why can't scout? the guys come out and watch it live? It's right there. <laughs> it's so much better notes than that piece of shit. Little TV. Agreed. Uh, toward the end of the match, we see the conclusion of the meeting between Clarence Mason and Gorilla Monsoon, in which Monsoon reluctantly decides to reinstate the superstar that Mason has been lobbying for. We said before that this is Crush. Clarence just gave a big old smile. That was it. I was and hoping. I, t- I thought Crush might turn around, but no, they're nope. saving it. And um, do you remember last week when we were talking about when the biker gimmick thing came along? Yes. And there was like chains and uh eight ball or whatever mm-hmm. that was not one of those was not crushed so crush kept his shit okay so there's a that. crush there's a chain there's an eight ball i basically just you know googled googled crush and looked at all of his names or whatever and and read the little thing about when he was in the was it the disciples of the apocalypse or DOA? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um they mentioned the other two guys and they never said uh, that he had had name change or anything like that. They did say, they did remind me that Crush died of a drug overdose at like age 41 or something. Yeah. It's like, ah, too soon. Brian Adams was his name. Um, so yeah, that's who's who Clarence Mason is bringing in. Uh, I wrote down this might have been a decent match, but they keep cutting away to other things to like further other storylines. Right. Which, yeah, I, there was, there was some decent stuff. Um, I saw Oh, uh, Leaf Cassidy did a pretty cool like swinging neck break neck breaker on the outside. On the outside. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, there we go. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I thought it was a good match too. But you're right; they just kept. Uh, let's go to Sunny. <laughs> let's go to the Godwins. Yeah, let's go let's to the guns. The guns. <laughs> like, there's just a lot going on there, which is which is fine. I mean, it is. They're trying to you know get in as much shit as they can in 40 minutes. You know, and I'm I you know if I had to take one or the other. Give me a good storyline. Oh, for sure. Over, you know, a good wrestling match, usually. Yeah. I mean, I want the whole package. Ideally, you want both. Yes. There, I, I definitely take the this over three hours long, and there's no storyline, really. And then there's just <clears throat> fucking uh, replays of shit that you really don't care about anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of current product, you mean? Yes. Kind of. And the, the wrestling that they put on WWE television isn't necessarily the greatest stuff either. No. And they have the best roster they probably ever have. Right. So like why 
It's it's a shame that we don't get, you know, living in Wisconsin here, Adam, I always say, like, uh, we got one Super Bowl out of Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. We, we got one Super Bowl out of Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, what wasted talent? Like, you could have put a team around those guys, and we could have been a dynasty. Could have been like the Pats, man. Yeah, it just bothers me. But this that's like a perfect metaphor for the WWE right now. Where totally. They bought up all these indie darlings or whatever. Mm. They have a killer roster, and I feel like it was more of a defensive play to where we don't want other companies have them, so yeah. we'll cut them a nice-sized check and just let them toil around in NXT or whatever. NXT is awesome, right? But when they get brought up, it it just more than likely seems to fizzle out. Oh, for sure. All right, the match ends in a DQ when the smoking guns hit the ring and push Zip off the top rope. Then the Godwins also hit the ring to kind of make the save. So you got all four teams that are going to be involved in this elimination match at SummerSlam in the ring. Um, and then we kind of go to break. Right from break, we get a pre-taped interview. From a young Kevin, Kevin Kelly, Kelly. Uh, sitting down with Shawn Michaels. They're on like a, it almost just looks like they're sitting on like a park bench at a beach or something, doesn't it? Yeah, like an outside bistro or something, but not minus the bistro, just like on a courtyard or I don't, yeah. It was weird. It, um, <laughs> it was outside of Marriott somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double tree. Right. They're, uh, they're sitting down to discuss his upcoming match with Vader at SummerSlam. Um, Kevin Kelly also brings up the, you know, the overtime win that's, he's like, you know, there's some, that's kind of tainted or whatever with the whole overtime thing or whatever with Brett at WrestleMania 12. And they talk about Brett Hart's hopeful return to the world wrestling federation. We haven't seen Brett since that WrestleMania match. He's just been taking some time off. That's right. Um, but this is right now is kind of during the time where that, um, if you've watched wrestling with shadows, where he is kind of going back and forth with WCW and WWF on a deal. Mm Mm-hmm. So he, they're really, I don't, I don't think the WWF, um, or I'm sorry, the world wrestling federation, which Shawn Michaels makes sure to say the world wrestling federation every, every single time I counted. I went back. I How was like, many times? take a stab. God damn it. It was like a three minute piece. I'm also Four? counting. I'm also counting the times that he said world wrestling federation champion Four? no, it's six. 15 times. Holy shit. He said World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> you know, you come into the World Wrestling Federation and everybody's going to gun for you because you're the World Wrestling Federation champion. <laughs> and if I'm going to stick around in the World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> I don't know, it's just like, yeah. it's, you know, it's, uh, not trying to make this an NFL show, but NFL players also rarely ever say NFL. They always say the National Football League. I don't know if it's like a fucking badge mm, of honor, that's but they'll be like, they do that same thing that Shawn Michaels just did. In the national football. Yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, I've had anytime it's somebody in the league that that's actually a part of the league, and I wonder if there's a not not a mandate or something like that, but I wonder if it's encouraged. Like anytime you're talking about the league, yeah. say the whole say thing. National Football League. Right. I don't know. It's weird. Um, Brett. I guess he, um, when he was going back and forth with WCW and like the deals and all that stuff, watched this interview and it was because HBK said, you know, the World Wrestling Federation without Bret Hart is like peanut butter without jelly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) He did say that. He did say that. Horrible. (laughs) They also talked about the fact that um, tonight on Raw there's going to be a battle royal. With the winner getting a shot at the WWF, excuse me, World Wrestling Federation <laughs> Championship uh, one day after SummerSlam. So he's basically telling Sean, like, hey, look, you're going to go through Vader and the very next day. And if you win. Yeah. And this battle royal was pretty stacked. It like, was. We'll get into it later, but there's not many jobbers. Yeah. You know, you see a battle royal nowadays. It's And it's usually also this was a weird only like. 10 guys or so. there wasn't many yeah, guys. Normally it's a 15, 20 or 20, even 30. 20 is like standard. I feel like 20 standard and you can almost tell the final, like three, four off the bat, just looking at them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, after that interview, that riveting interview, we get match three and that is the raw invitational battle Royal participants include mankind. Ahmed Johnson. He, uh, you know, ruptured kidney and all, but he's he's still there. Stuffing it, it out. out. He's not 100%, but... 
Goldust, Steve Austin, Sid, Mark Merrow, Undertaker, basically all the guys we've seen on Raw the last like four weeks. Yes, it's true. Savio Vega, Owen Hart, Justin Hawk Bradshaw, and the British Bulldog. And I think that's all of them. So they had they had everyone on the, like the side screen, like coming up next. So I think there's, I, I would say two that still wrestle and one. Hmm. Who we got? Gold Dust. Okay. Savio. Yep. Taker. Yeah, I feel like we haven't seen Taker's last match. I mean, I don't give a fuck what they say. That's crazy, though. Well, I mean, that's 24 years ago, dude. I know. I I was more impressed with, wow, a couple guys are still going. Not like, where where are the rest of these fellas? Did you do the same thing with the people that are dead? Across my mind. (laughs) That's sad, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, oof. I always hate that when you go back and watch like an old mania or something. And you'll get to you'll you'll see like, uh, I don't know, Dude, Ultimate Warrior like versus Savage times. with Joey Morella wrestling. Yes. I'm like, all these guys are dead. I'm watching dead people. Yeah, ah. sad. Uh, let's see here. Um, first eliminated was the Undertaker and Mankind when Taker clotheslines Mankind over the top rope. Um, they're both just brawling. You know, they're just furthering their feud. Yep. Next eliminated is the Bulldog by Ahmed Johnson, followed by Sid eliminating Bradshaw. Bradshaw. The rest of the eliminations, do you got them all down? I do. Um, Marrow ends up taking out Owen, but not after, right? Is that what you got next? What? Yeah, Owen, okay. Owen Hart by Mark Marrow. He does the old clothesline over the top, but Owen does that kick-ass skin the cat move back yes, in. Real is, quick. I love that. And I then Marrow just hits him again, and then he, he goes over. Yep. But I was like, oh, I love that move. I forgot about that move. <laughs> it's a great move. Skin the cat. Skin the cat. And then uh, Goldust takes out Marrow. Uh, uh, then Goldust, well, Savio kind of takes his own self out. He's yeah, he just like comes a, in hot with yeah, a spin like kick. A spin kick in the corner and goes <laughs> too far and yeah. overshoots it. Yep. He's hot blooded. That's why. That's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then Mankind and Taker pop back out and are brawling back through the ring and Several then times. back through the, the crowd. Um, then I get, let's see. Oh, Sid. Sid's out by Austin due to a distraction by Owen and Davey Boy. Before that, uh, Stone Cold got power bombed. Or, uh, or did he power bomb somebody? I don't remember. Yeah, there's some. I got Stone Cold power. I could bomb. see um, Sid getting Sid power bombing yes, Austin. Yes, that's maybe. what it is. That then the distraction comes. Yeah, and then uh, Sid gets eliminated by Stone Cold. Um, so now we're down to what do we got? We got uh, Austin, Ahmed, and Goldust to be the final three, right? Yes. Uh, Austin's eliminated by Ahmed and Goldust, and then somewhere in there, Ahmed gets his nose busted. Yeah. He was bleeding. He was bleeding. And then... Uh, you bleeding? Yeah, you bleeding. And then who was... Uh, Finally, we're down to Goldust and Ahmed Johnson, and Ahmed Johnson wins it. I think before that, though, Stone Cold gave another pile driver to Ahmed. Oh, nice. I was <laughs> I like, I missed that. I'm like, dude, they're doing like two pile drivers a show now, sometimes more. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You get a pile driver, yeah. and you get a pile driver. I just driver. like it because you don't see it anymore. I know. It's one it, of those things. It's, it's, <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> yeah. I love that last week on the show. You're like, you know what I miss? Unprotected chairs. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh, dude. Uh, so we got Ahmed Johnson. He's the winner. He almost falls out of the ring himself when he clotheslines Goldust over the top. I like that. And he does the kind of like hanging on by his feet thing on the side. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that on purpose? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know if he's that good. Right. Uh, so the winner, Ahmed Johnson, ruptured kidney and all. McMahon hops in the ring for a word. And it seems like they were facing the wrong direction. Like the camera guy couldn't couldn't get a shot of that interview at all, which is weird. It was weird. But I think it served the purpose because Farouk came out and there was like a face-to-face. Yeah. And if they were facing the other way, Farouk would have just got the jump on Ahmed's back. But or not whatever. the face-to-face. Yeah. Right. So it looked weird, but I think that was the, uh, the intended goal. So it's next good week. Rock. Yeah, I thought so too. What was your favorite part? Um, I mean, the, it's hard not to say the battle Royal is yeah, the favorite part. I mean, it took up a good chunk of the show too. It was, yeah, like a, it was good, a long one out of a 48 minute show. It had to have been 20. Yep. You know? Um, so yeah, join us next week for the go home to SummerSlam 96. When we revisit raw from 
August 12th, 1996. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. Well, it is the calm after the San Diego Comic-Con storm now because there's been little information trickling as far as any new figures go, which I guess is expected. Yeah, they blew their load. Yeah, this is what you do. <laughs> this is what you do. It's a, ref- it's a refractory time. 100%. 100%. But... The AEW figures, they are starting to trickle out into Walmarts. The August 3rd launch was pretty much a total bust um, for most folks, which was not a huge surprise to me. Um, if you've spent any time like trying to hunt figures, you'll know that it's, it's completely up to the employee's discretion whether they want to check the back for you. Um, I don't know if ordering gets fucked up. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But Walmart's also in the middle of like resetting their whole toy section. So they're going to, you'll go into Walmart sometimes and you'll see like, wow, the pegs are getting pretty bare, you know, not just for the wrestling figures, but for all kinds of stuff, Lego, you know what you name it. And then you'll see like little pieces of paper with like a diagram on it. stuck, Stuck all over like where they need to actually reconfigure like where all the pegs and shit are and right. what's going to go where. So they're not going to bring out a bunch of new product to just have to move it around. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's kind of, up. it's just store by store really, right? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they definitely, I, I think that um, Jazzwares, the company that makes the AEW figures, I think that they definitely had the product to Walmarts. So they did their part. So they did their part. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because people gripe uh, uh, and bitch about Mattel for distribution problems all the time, which don't get me wrong. There has to be, there's, there's definitely a break in the chain somewhere. Yeah. It's not, you can't, you can't blame it all on one party. It's like, well, all right, either they, the distributor got it out on time and then the store that was hosting it didn't was like, put it out. Right. Or it's slow. And then, right. But it's definitely now with the same thing happening for the, the Jazzware line or the unrivaled line by Jazzware. Um, it looks like the blame is definitely more on the the retailer side and not the um, manufacturer side. Gotcha. Is it pretty rare or, or is it just kind of a crapshoot when it comes to, all right, this line's coming out, you know, uh, June 3rd. If you go there on June 3rd, it's out or, is, I mean, like half the time it is or sometimes. So it, here's the thing. Um, just store by store. The... Like a whole line, figures aren't generally street dated. You know what I mean? Okay. It's almost like that when they get them in, the employees can just put them out. It's rare that there's actually a line that's like, we're coming out on this day. I see. Um, some of the more like higher end stuff, like NECA puts out a lot of high end figures. Um, lately, they've been doing a lot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Where it'll be like a four pack of figures for like 130 bucks or whatever. And each store will only get two. And they'll usually say... You know, it's going to be hitting this week or something like that. But no, you don't generally get a day. Right. Um, and the, I mean, think about things that do have release dates. It's usually like, you know, music or movies or stuff like that. And it has a True. set day. So it's like video games will release on Tuesdays usually or, you know, whatever. So, and then sometimes you go there Monday night and it's out already or well, yeah. it, Kanye doesn't put out an album. Like he says, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. So, it's, it's completely up to the retailers. And, you know, my wife said when I was looking for those legend figures, Kendra, I was, I'd already been to this, the, uh, target here in town. And I was like heading 25 minutes to the next one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> She's like, why don't you just call and see if they have it? And I'm like, dude, trust, trust me. <laughs> a, they don't want, they'll just get you off the phone as quick as they can. Yeah. Or B, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. True. I, I think so, you were telling me over the weekend or something where there's times where you're like, Hey man. And you're talking to the store clerk in the store and you're like, I, I, I know they're back there. I have an app that says they are. Can you just go back and check? And he's like, the guy walked up down an aisle and, and went in the back for four seconds, came back, said, Nope. It's like, yeah, yeah you didn't check, dude. You didn't. <laughs> um, but I have had, I, and I've also had, 
very helpful store employees. Like at that, the, the one I was driving to, cause Kendra's called while I was in the car and I'm like, this is not going to go well, but whatever I'm going to, um, we'll do it. We'll, yeah. we'll do it. We'll call her. And the lady's like, well, I got a Matt Hardy, you know, she's just like, I, I don't know. And, um, you know, if she doesn't know the product, she's not going to know exactly. what I'm looking for. It'd be awesome if you're like, is it broken Matt Hardy or is it the original? <laughs> or is it a version two? And they're like, look, dude, I don't, you just come here. Yeah. You can look. Well, then the <laughs> other thing, so this, and now this is something that when I bought the um, Legends figures at Target last week, um, they shared a skew with the Royal Rumble set that had like the Booker T, the Mick Foley, the oh, Matt yeah. Hardy and something else. So if a, if a uh, target employee is to scan the tag, he could say, yeah, we have eight of them back there, but they could be that Royal Rumble set that I don't have any interest in or right. whatever. So it's like, you just got to, you got to go. You got to hunt. You got to hunt. And I'll tell you what, you, you bust out nine times out of 10, it seems like. But it's fun. It's not bad. Um, uh, Jake just texted me this morning or something. He's like, now it's just more about going and check. Like it, I'm, I'm like, it's the hunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I checked our Walmart this morning. Yeah. Um, I was also out and about on service calls and I checked the Delvin Walmart and the Lake Geneva Walmart. Well, yeah, you got to stop in and uh, get the, you know, get some <laughs> supplies for work yeah. and while you're there, while you're there. it's an aisle down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it's definitely part of the hunt. And I tell you what, when you turn the corner and you see what you've been looking for, it's awesome. Oh, for sure. And don't get me wrong. I do like, you know, ringside collectibles. It's a great source. Um, you're guaranteed to get it. You know, you'll pay a little bit of a premium. And a lot of times you even get it earlier. Sure. But there's something about. But there's just something about going to the it, store it, and picking yes. it up off the shelf. And it makes all the times that you went and it wasn't there so much, you know, it, it validates that. You're like, all right, got it. Found exactly. it. Exactly. There's fun. There's just something to it. Like you said. Um I did have somebody um, on social media say that they had found a couple cases of the AEW figures at Walmart. And when they were cracking them open, several of them had no brandy figures. Really? So like wave one included brandy and everybody said, I think that brandy figure is going to be like a peg warmer because it's the only female. Right. So it's like kids that are playing with them that, you know, there's no other woman for her to fight or whatever. So sure. like if you think about it just in like playability terms. Yeah. You're gonna, what um, is she going to do? Come out with Cody? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that they're combating that by, and they didn't say anything, but I think she's going to be a little short packed. I don't think that she's going to be. Which well, could people turn are into saying like a hot commodity maybe. Yeah. So yeah. it's like if I'm out and about and I see, and I know I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to collect the line. I'm definitely going to, if I, if I see these figures at a store, I'm going to pick up one or two. I just, I have to, I got to check them out. Um, especially brandy. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if I found a brandy, uh, the, the likelihood of me keeping that in the box is a little bit higher because sure. Because of that reason, you know, there right. might be some resaleability or people down the road. I don't know if that's true. Like I could see if there's, if there's enough demand, them making her in, you know, series four or something there. Right. Who knows? Uh, what other things do I have in news? The rock. Did you see that the rock is part of an owner group that had purchased the XFL from Vince McMahon? Yeah, dude. What the fuck? $15 million. <laughs> hey man, if anybody can turn around a league, That's what I said, this I is believe great the news for it the is. XFL as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Dwayne does not fail at anything. Uh, yeah. Not, not since, uh, you know, playing for Miami. Not I since think. the Rocky Maivia days <laughs> right. when they were chanting die Rocky die. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, well, there you go. That gives me major hope that the XFL will come back and be, you know, a viable league. We got to start working on um, promos for Sankey and Jake right now. You know, <laughs> the, th the three finger blast of the week. or whatever. Yeah, I, forgot <laughs> I forgot about that. That was funny. Um, Eddie Kingston is all elite. Yeah, I was happy about that. Yeah, so he signed a deal, and I don't know what the terms are of the deal. Um, also, a bit of a spoiler, we will get into it in a little bit, but Matt Cardona, he made his AEW debut on Wednesday, and from what I've read, it says that it's only on a five-appearance deal. Oh, really? Uh, for now, anyways. Huh. So I don't know if this is somewhat commonplace, or maybe it'll become more commonplace, but like... 
maybe he just wanted to check it out and see how it was and if yeah. it's a good fit kind of thing or 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 vice versa maybe you know they got a response on twitter and was like all right dude we'll give you five five go rounds and and we'll go from there he's really good friends with cody so i feel like it's it was a it was one of those things like we called for oh, the wait, week I'm before sorry. you're talking about matt cardona yeah who are you talking about i still had eddie kingston in my head Oh, no, I don't know what Kingston's deal is, but he's, he's signed. I knew something was up, and you're like, he's good friends with Cody. And I'm like, Eddie Kingston is? <laughs> Can you imagine? Hell yeah, Patna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, it's like kind of light on you. I got one. Go ahead. What do you got? I got this today. Uh, Nick Khan leaving CAA. What's that? Uh, I'll tell you, Matt. He was a top agent at CCA. It's a CAA is a. I didn't mean to ask a question you didn't know the answer to. Yeah, what the hell is CAA? It's some kind of television. Okay, what was he doing? What was he doing at CAA? No, no, I'm not trying to bury you even further. I'm asking you, what is he doing? Because I could tell you that. (laughs) What's he doing? Well, what Nick Khan is. He is becoming the WWE president and chief revenue officer. Wow. Yeah. What is that? Um, let me just, let me just, yeah, I'll just go through a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah. Give me that top CAA agent, Nikon, who was co-head of television is departing the agency. Oh, it's an agency. I think it's like a, that's one of the A's is agency. <laughs> we are cracking this code. This is coming hot off the press. Uh, to join client WWE client hmm, uh, as president and chief revenue officer reporting directly to WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon fills the void left by the January exit of co-presidents George Barrios and Michelle Wilson who were ousted in January months amidst a rocky last year for the company. Unlike other sports franchises, which were shut down by the coronavirus in March, you all know the WWE kept going. Yeah, did you see? So they're they're they were up. They were projected to make like twelve million dollars or something like that, and they made forty some or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because their overhead is so low, they're yeah, running yeah. everything they're at a building they own. own right. There's no travel. They're not paying anybody. Yep. You're right. Uh, Khan, a former practicing attorney, joined boutique lit agency, publicly traded company. This is what you're going to get. Yeah, basically he's a, you know, behind the scenes dude. It must be, it's like a sports agency. Well, I so can't wait for he's that worked place with to like, suck the life right out of him. Yeah, welcome to Vince's world. Welcome to hell, bitch. Yeah, man. Uh, that'll be interesting though. Maybe we'll see, and eh, probably won't see anything as I don't as, think so. Uh, There's, creatively. Because <laughs> think of those two people that he replaced. I never heard either one of those names. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, while There's, it's news, I don't know if it's news. There's suits. Yeah. Or he comes in like Ari from Entourage. <laughs> Hug it out, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Just dropping 2010 references over yes. here, buddy. Yes. Um, Dave Meltzer has reported that WWE is attempting to lock down a venue in Atlantic City to host SummerSlam with fans in attendance if possible. I keep hearing all sorts of stuff. I heard a cruise at one point. I heard a beach. I heard a cruise. Uh, this was, I just read this yesterday about okay. the Atlantic city thing. Um, is New Jersey like the wild west when it comes to COVID-19? Like, are they just, is it fucking Logan's are, run over there? Are or they what's gambling? I yeah. bet you they are. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they I, are. I feel like he's looking at like, who's open. Yeah. Well, let's who's going to run? Yeah. But if you think about it, I mean, the date for SummerSlam is August 23rd. As we record, we're on the 5th. That's 18 days for you to figure something out and Um, sell tickets. And yeah, I guarantee you if there are fans in attendance, it's not like a capacity thing. Absolutely not. But if they found a decent size arena and let them run 25% or something and you get 5,000 fans in there or something, get get them, (laughs) they get the massive plexiglass. around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every fans in their own like penalty box. (laughs) Yes. Goddamn! Give him face shields. Don't get Logan Hagen out of there. That's all I. Yeah, you better be front row. Leave him in there. So that's all I got for the news. Oh, uh, something did come across just before we recorded this whole Marty Jannetty thing. Did you read about that? I did. He sent a tweet out saying, um, 
basically when he was like 13, there was some guy he was buying smokes from or something at a bowling alley. That uh, maybe tried to like assault him. And he said uh, it was the first time he made a man disappear. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, dude? Said they should have checked the like Chattanooga some river, river or something. Yeah, dude. Like the Chattanooga River. <laughs> now, Marty says a lot of shit. So. Yes, he does. Um, I did see that the police are now investigating this whole thing. <laughs> well, that's what your dumbass gets for putting shit on Twitter. You went this. You you know what? Maybe maybe this is a confession in a, in a way. Like. Maybe this is what was haunting poor Marty for all these years. The cause of his demons. Could be. He just did his own exercise exorcism on Twitter. He uses very colorful language in these tweets, I'll tell you that much. Bro, are they going to go back and fucking investigate him like hitting on his daughter or stepdaughter or whatever the hell it was last year? <laughs> he doesn't have a good Twitter track record, I'll tell you that. I can't. Who should be um, canceled from Twitter quicker? Trump or Janetti? <laughs> Mm. It's close. It's close. Janetti, I like probably. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't have a team. Trump's got some a lot of lawyers behind him, so he can kind of say what he wants. And he's the president. Oh, yeah, the whole president thing, I <laughs> oh, guess. Yeah. Never um, thrown through a barbershop window, I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, you're, you mean to tell me that's that's not where all the demons started for Janetti? It didn't help. He can't go to the bar. Would it be funny if Marty's like never got a haircut <laughs> since that day? <laughs> It's traumatized. Like, can't do it. I just can't do it. I bought that suck cut thing off the in infomercial. Floby. Floby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't work very well. Did you have that math teacher in high school that decided to demonstrate that? What? Yes, dude. It was uh, in I, high school. High school. Mm. Um, it was the same class that we listened to the OJ Simpson uh, verdict in his classroom. I took a different math class and I am, I am bummed. <laughs> this, my math class was like for dumb kids. I think he's like, look, yeah, but mine watch this flow. Me. My hair was eight inches long. Let's see what happens now. Fuck, I should have transferred. I don't know. I can't remember his name. I want to say like, did he, did he at least talk about the odds that, uh, you know, OJ was going to be <laughs> no. like, there's nothing like we need to watch this. This is history. No, but what? <laughs> yeah, it was more like that. And you're like, that's weird. History and math class. What's up? <laughs> Give me that Floby. Speaking of what you just said, though, uh, one time I had to go to summer school for a math class. And uh, the the math, quote, teacher of summer school was like a gym teacher in real life. Yes. And he's just like, all right, we're going to go to the gym. Pay attention to how many free throws you miss. So it's like, <laughs> yes. And it was just like, you get back the next day and he's like, all right, story problem. <laughs> Like, you yes. took you took 19 shots and how many did you make? And he's like, give me the percentage. And that was like the whole day. <laughs> Summer school teachers were the best. They don't give a fuck. I saw Matt Stryker on The Soup. Yeah. Uh it was Oh, former teacher. Former right? yeah. yes. And it was like um God, it was one of those ridiculous like um dating shows or like the almost like the bachelor or something like that. Okay. And they, I, I forgot what it was called, but basically the, the, it's a bunch of dudes. The chick from the bachelor that showed up on raw this week. It wasn't her. <laughs> this is, this is way low grade than the bachelor. All right. It was called like, I, it was lovers it, Island or whatever. One of those. Yes. Except for, I think the premise is like you get to have a baby with the, and, and the first thing they do is they came out with fucking uh, sample jars. And like, well, first we need to see if your sperm works or something. Matt Stryker's face was the best. They, that's what they freeze framed on. I'm like, it's fucking Matt Stryker. And I looked it up. I'm like, yeah, he's on there. No shit. He was on the show. Yes. And his face is just like, it's the first time they're meeting this girl on, on the show. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, this, they want to know how strong this, your seed this is. This doctor comes all the like, so here's what we're doing first. And his face just like, what the fuck? We're going to play Ookie Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, whoa. Wow. Well, purchases, I don't have a whole lot. Um, I did get my monthly Colt Cabana pin. Boom, boom. 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 Haven't opened it yet. I'm going to open it up live on the pod. I don't. He was tipping these off for a while, but I don't know. Have you seen which one this is? Uh, I just saw a Dark Order sticker come out. 
Uh, well, you don't worry about that. Oh my God. Uh, Mr. Brody said that we are not going to talk about the dark order. <laughs> papers. On this there's papers. No, he puts it between two pieces of cardboard. Basically. It's a pretty much a bookmark. That was a Brody Lee uh, joke from BTE that you, that you might've missed. I don't watch that. BTE. I should. I just don't have time. I should. I take that back. Eh. I do have time. Eh. All right. Well, it's a pin um, from episode 224 with Drew McIntyre. And the pin's not even fucked up for once. Good job. All right. Colt. Thanks, Colt. Good job. Um, speaking of pins, Adam, remember last year when I got, or last year, last week when I got those pins from um, Marge.jpg off Instagram? Yes. Well, unfortunately, uh, for these fellows at Hot Tag Pins, these were also pins that were taken down via cease and desist. What do you got? Um, but I scored all of these for like a total of 20 bucks, I think. Nice. I don't know. I got the uh, Starbucks-esque uh, Macho Man pin. It says, cup, cup of coffee, coffee in the big time. Nice. I like that. Um, This one's a little... These are way smaller than I thought they were going to be, but it's two pins in one, and they're the Nightmare Family Weight Belts from Cody oh, Rhodes, yeah. which is kind of neat. That's cool. Um, this one, I think, rules. It's like a stack of VHS tapes, and they are all they all have like wrestling labels on it, one of which is 1996 King, King of the, the Ring. Ring. So I was like, well, that stands out the most. Right. So that was way cool. <laughs> And then the last one is like the, uh, you know, the laugh now, cry later face. Oh, yeah. And it's the Road Warriors face paint. Oh, and I it like says, that. It says, uh, warrior now, LOD later. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is pretty good. It's a damn shame that uh, this wasn't around, like, uh, we weren't doing the Royal Rumble tattoos when this, like, that's a perfect tattoo. Totally, you know? Dude. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you still got to... Did we ever talk about the Royal Rumble uh, tattoos on this show? So. I don't think so. It was actually something that stemmed from our, our other podcast. Hold on, let me tell it. But for the last two years, Adam and I have done a Royal Rumble tattoo draw, if you will. So we get a number between 1 and 30. And so that means you get the woman's number blank and the men's number blank. Yes. Same number. So Adam drew... I don't remember the number last time, but the woman's rumble, you would have had Mandy Rose. Yep. And the men's was big E. Yep. And you've yet to, yet to get any ink done on that. I got a, I'm working on it. The year before he drew Randy Orton. That ink is on, that uh, ink is on the leg. I have a Randy Orton tattoo. Uh, the first year I drew Zia Lee. I had never seen her before in my life when I got the tattoo of her. That is on my leg as well as last year when I drew an Italian Neidhart. I got a uh, like a hot pink Canadian um, maple leaf yep. with a heart in it. It's, it's awesome. I got to get, get going on the biggie. I'm just waiting for a singles push, man. It's is coming right it's now. Coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned for. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you'll be game for next year as well, right? Oh, absolutely. All right, I just got to play catch up. Awesome. And last but not least, I told you I was out looking for figures, Ooh. and I came across the last one out of Elite 77 that I needed. Big Daddy V, Viscera, comes with the hardcore title. Got the extra hands with the V. That's cool. He looks good. Back when... Uh, Did he wrestle in that jacket the whole time? I'm not... No, he would take that off, and it was just like a black singlet. Because I remember okay. his big old man titties oh flopping around. Damn, that'd be hot. Oh, yeah, you're right. I you know didn't know what I mean? that, too. Yeah. Um, like but yeah, it's a, that's a robust figure. And it looks awesome. I mean, look at his face. Really He's got the black lipstick cool or whatever. contacts. It's great. So we got Mabel. Mabel last year. Actually, it was in the same line, the SummerSlam line. So about the exact same time a year apart, we got the King Mabel. And then oh, we got yeah. Vissera. That's right. So, yeah, those, both of those figures rule. And I got um, anything? Honky Tonk Man. Did I tell you that? Yep. You told us that last week. That showed up. Um, I got a bunch of retros on the way. A bunch of WWE retros. Nice. I love that line. Um, there's... They've been talking about it for like a year, but the talks are finally starting to kind of gain a little steam that they might be bringing that line back. Oh, cool! Which would rule. And I realize there's so many. I, I'm you, one you, away. You, I know. Fuck you, junkyard dog. <laughs> I should have bought. He was on ringside for like thirty four dollars, and I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna. People are finding him at five below. I'm just gonna wait it out. And then all of a sudden, the fucking lake dried up. I did save like probably 27 bucks by checking out five below on Sunday. Yes. Our five below. Yeah. 
What'd you find? Uh, Matt Hardy, or sorry, Jeff Hardy and... Braun Strowman or something? Nope. Sheik? Uh, Zack Ryder. Ryder, yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're hey, man, out there. They're in my cart. I'm like, I forgot. I remember, you know, you got me those other ones. I'm like, I'll just head out there just to see it. I'm like, boom, these are five bucks. They're gonna, they're both like 10 or 12 or something on, on yes. the side, you know? Well, it's good to know. They have more of those? No, it's the last two. Last two? Mm-hmm. Oh. What they have for basics over there, anything? Uh, Yeah, and I don't remember. They had nothing, nothing that popped. No? No. It's a good, it's a definitely a good place to stop. Check your five belows. Um. Back in the day, I used to find elites there. Holy shit. Yeah, there wow. was one set that was the, um, I can't remember what set it was. There wasn't a whole lot I wanted from it. It was like Kalisto, uh, Triple H, and, you know, but still, hey, you found, you found hey, an man. elite at five below. Five below, yeah. You know, so that was awesome. Uh, I don't think I ever grabbed any of those because at that time, I wasn't, I was kind of only grabbing stuff that, You're that I wanted, and right. they just didn't fit into the um, the category there. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. Before we get into that real quick, I did get shipping notification for my Mr. T. Nice. Should be here by Monday, so hopefully we'll have that by next week's show, which would be awesome. Oh, yeah. So what you watching? Um, okay, I'll just try to get it out of the way. My guess is you probably didn't watch Raw. I watched um, maybe the first half. I I tried sticking, man, maybe a little longer. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intrigued by this uh, underground thing. And I they kept teasing to it, like, what's going on in the back? And there's like one dude standing in front of a door, and it sounds like there's club music going on. And I did get like before a break, maybe two breaks, Shane McMahon, like we got a lot going on here in raw underground. Check us out later tonight or whatever. I'm just like, what in the fuck is going on? They have a wrestling ring set up with like no posts, no ropes or Mm -hmm. are there posts? No posts, just a platform basically. And there's just guys doing like, it looks like MMA fighting. I don't know. Did you see anybody of note? Any, uh, uh, no, because what I saw was just when they were throwing to break and Shane McMahon sweating his fucking balls off talking about, (laughs) come on back. We got raw uncensored. That that guy, that guy sweats in like, is it raw uncensored or raw underground underground? Okay. But no, I saw two guys rolling around on the map, but I don't know who they were. So there was guys like prominent superstars in this. Yeah. Oh, feed me more. Cause Ryback would say, I want to know all about this. When they actually do a segment, Shane's like, check it out. And there's like three chicks dancing and that you saw. So you saw like the hype. There's a bunch I of actually dudes saw around. He, he said something about the, to the three chicks or something before one of the breaks too. So I saw the three chicks. Okay. And then, and all the people around the ring, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it looked like a pit fighter, the arcade game. Right. Fuck yeah. And, uh, so they, he's like, where's, I think his name is Dakota. It was a new guy. And this this big dude comes out. He beats up a guy. And we're supposed to know this new guy, or no? Okay, this Dakota boot, or I have to look it up. But um, either way, either way. And I'm like, oh, is it just gonna be new guys that like they're trying to showcase? But the like he just it looks like he massacres a guy in like a minute. It looked like Act One of Django Unchained, from what I saw. Totally okay, (laughs) but not in a good way. I I mean, not that. (laughs) God damn it. Um, So then they come back to it again. And it's, uh, it's, uh, I was, you know, uh, what are the Viking Raiders? Well, I call them Roe and Hanson. Okay. okay. It was Roe. He's okay. doing it. I think that's and Eric. It's okay. It's Eric and he's brawling with some dude. And then it was another one of those things. It was, you know, a minute long, maybe. And Roe just takes him out. And they're like, everybody's going nuts and shit. It's like, all right, what, what the fuck are is they going to keep this up? They come back again and it's Dolph. Ziggler, Zig yeah, in there? Zig, and he's whipping ass against some dude, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. But uh, anyway, whips his other dude's ass, and then by this point, um, MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin, the Hurt Business, the Hurt Business is leaving Raw. They're pissed off, and somebody asked them about uh, Underground, and they're like, oh, that gives me an idea. So they show up, they 
they put Lashley in there and like challenge anybody. Then they tell Shane, no, we're taking over. This is ours now. And that's how it kind of. Oh, okay. So do you think we're going to see more of this? Oh, I would guess. Unless the, unless the uh, internet outcry is so bad that they just shut that shit down. It's not good. But what I did like was, uh, uh, Killer Cross or, or Carrion Cross. Yep. He tweeted. He's like, I I remember an underground one time when I fought Lucha. this guy. This guy. No, I didn't know this, but did you know that GCW made a a, a game changer <laughs> wrestling? Yes. Had a had a um show called Blood Sport. No, dude. The first one. I don't like to see people really get hurt, Adam. <laughs> The first one was Matt. Rid- it was Matt Riddle's blood sport. I remember. Yes, I do remember that. And then after that, Josh Burnett took it over. But holy shit, dude! All right, and it was like this. Apparently, there is no ropes and no ring. Just or no, no ropes and no ring posts. Just the ring, and it was so. It was more so, just like they had here. Kinda, but you know, they they started in 2018. But some of the cats that came through, I like looked it up and I'm like, holy shit, this would have been, I'm, I might go back and watch it because it was a rip might off be available of on like high spots network. I bet you goddamn is, um, dude. Okay. Eddie Kingston with, with Matt Riddle. This is the Matt Riddle's awesome. One. Defeats Tracy Williams with Wheeler Uto by knockout Masada. We got, hold on. Walter defeats Tom Lawler, Dan Severon. Defeats Chris Dickinson. Nick Cage defeats Timothy Thatcher. Minoru Suzuki defeats Matt Riddle with Eddie Kingston. Like, what? Sign me up. Why are we watching this? There's three more after that when Barnett takes over. Interesting stuff. You know dude. what I mean? I did not know Killer that. Killer Cross versus John Moxley. I definitely heard of Matt Riddle's blood sport. I don't know where I heard of it, uh, but I def- it definitely came on my radar at some point. I just like that was that was like my takeaway. There are some other stuff of on I, I watched a bit of smackdown too and i was like it, from what i saw it seemed good smackdown is better than raw dude you know what i th- i i've come to a decision today uh you know how i i keep talking about like i i just haven't had the time to watch all this stuff part of it is i get overwhelmed and then it's like i feel like there's too much to i'm, Catch I'm up. too far back and i'm like fuck it i'll start with a clean slate next week or whatever yep i think i'm going to and i'll ask your opinion i think you already just told me but I think what I'm going to do is try to focus on one of those two shows for the time being. That's fine. And if it's SmackDown, SmackDown definitely seems like the better choice because it's only two hours for one. Yes. And from what I've seen, I think I'll like it more. I think so too. Like I understand, uh, you know, Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins is the main event anywhere in the world, but (laughs) I just... (laughs) I just don't know, dude. I'd rather watch. Fuck that. Uh, SmackDown started with Grand Metalik and AJ Styles, and that was a hell of a match. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I like. And Riddle Bros there, and like I like I like SmackDown better. That might be. So I, I think that's going to be my commitment for the time being. Is just I'm going to f- make sure I watch SmackDown, NXT, AEW. Yep. And then if I have time for some Raw, I have time for some Raw. But also a new faction showed up. Um, Mine. on raw they were teasing it and what was up with the lights going in and out and shit does this have something to do with the faction yeah, they, or they well they just showed it uh i don't know 10. i just assumed shane o'mac was using all the juice to fire up the fucking underground, underground. dude i don't know <laughs> mike's no. kept going out yeah i i'm like is it the fiend what that was going on um, no they just showed like three or four dudes in like hoodies from the back and they're throwing Molotov cocktails and some transformer outside. And that's all they had. Like, really? Yeah. And then today, like we found out their name is retribution and that's all we got. Oh God. It's going to be like those forgotten sons or something. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be lame sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Moving um, on. Well, I did watch AEW dynamite. Most of it. Um, I did. <laughs> I fell asleep before the main event, and I don't think I saw much of that MJF promo where he was doing like the state of the business. That's where I fell asleep. A lot of people said it was really good, but I, I was like halfway in and out. I may go it. back. I don't know. It's yeah. tough for me to go back. Uh, it started with a 10 man tag, and I thought that was a bit of an overkill. Um, the big multi man matches usually doesn't hold my interest, even with like New Japan and stuff. Me it just, too. And it's just kind of the same way here. There's just, there's too many guys. Um, I, I never like to see like 
three guys like laying out just waiting to get their spot yes. in and shit. And, yes. and I get that. You're going to have that when you have such a, an amount of guys. So many guys. You know, yeah. it just is what it is. Um, Warhorse showed up and he took on Cody for the TNT I title. I liked Warhorse. I did too. I didn't really know what his gimmick was. I didn't know he was like a metal guy. Yeah, he's a metal dude. He's a fucking metal guy. I, I was thinking medieval or yes, something. So you know did what I'm I. Saying? 100%. Yeah. Um, after that match, which. Uh, Cody Rhodes again makes him submit to the figure four. Like I was not happy with Kingston submitting to the figure four the week before. Remember? Yeah. And it's like, are you just going to bring these guys in and then Cody jobs them out? So far, so good. I know. <laughs> well, at least Kingston got a deal out of it, though. I don't. Yeah, I don't true, know. True. Um, but then the Dark Order hit the ring, and Matt Cardona yeah. comes to make the save, looking jacked as fuck. He was. Um. So we were a week off on the uh, major independent star. Um. As far as the whole Zack Ryder thing, that's but right. We knew it was in. He was coming, dude. Uh, I thought the tag title match with Omega and Paige against uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno that was good. very good. Fuck yeah! Uh, but the Dark Order guys come up short, and Mister Brody's not happy about it, dude. Dark Order's <laughs> all over this show, right? I hated the Dark Order in the very beginning. I knew it was going to be good. Do you remember when they first came out? We're like, who the fuck are these guys? Nobody yep. even knew who the fuck. In fact, I'm almost certain that there was a chant going that's like, who are, are you? you? It totally was. Who, yeah. It, there was. We oh, had yeah. no idea. Oh, yeah. Um, but since, do you think the Dark Order would have been this good without Brody Lee? Mm, if it would have been Matt Hardy, maybe. If no, it would have been. been totally different. Mm. Matt Hardy, the character being played right now they would have made him awesome. Like a, yeah. You couldn't have put Matt Hardy in that exact character. There's no freaking No, they way. would have made him a little different. He'd been like evil broken or something. I don't know. I think this rules. I, I love it. Mr. I love it. Mr. I told Brody. you I, I joined them early in. You got on the website and everything? You got a number? What's your number? I can't tell you that. How early were you? I mean, I'm 14. We can go back. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm 14. I'm going to get called up any day now. You obviously don't know about the website. Right? <laughs> Do you know about uh, the right to censor.com? This came across my feed uh, yesterday, but I did not uh, go to it. What was that all about? I typed it in. Yeah. Takes you to AEW. It does. Yeah. Interesting. It's weird. That's, like, that is weird. Chuckleheads just buying up properties. I'm sure. For, for I'm sure. GoDaddy.com. And shit. <laughs> it's like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? Uh, the the last thing I do want to hit on is the talk and shop of mania. Yeah, man. We saw it all. We saw Stang. <laughs> yes, we did. We saw Sick Boy. Yeah, Raven's Flock. Uh Lodi. Brian Myers, Swoggle, Rock and Roll Express. Teddy Long. Teddy Long, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Rapid delivery, Rory Fox yes. wanted a match with, with uh, Cardona. An opportunity. And I'm 44. Got- <laughs> <laughs> there was a if you went into this thing um, expecting a good wrestling show, you probably hated it. Sure. If you're fans of those guys' podcast, um, that helps. Talk and shop, <laughs> uh, that majorly helps because you already get a lot of the inside jokes. Like Alex Kozlov was on there like a year ago talking about, a, he was telling a story about how his mom used to beat the shit out of him. Or whatever, yes. And those two just are dying laughing about it. Like they can't even continue the fucking podcast. They're laughing so hard about it. And then guess who comes out? Kozlov's mom. <laughs> she wins a battle royal by beating the shit out of Kozlov. Uh, I don't know. Just stuff like that. It was um, wacky. It was fun. My only regret is that I wasn't more hammered when we watched it. Cause <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those that I would have been dying if I was uh in the right state of mind. Yes. But it was it was crazy. Um the boner yard match <laughs> where you got fucking Heath Heath and Myers just sitting on lawn chairs like watching it the whole time. Yes. Also uh didn't uh was it the Rock and Roll Express? Yes, yeah, they set up table. a gimmick table. Enzo. Enzo came back. Who also would cut a promo during the show. And gave away the final. Yeah. It's <laughs> like fucking Gallows put himself over. Well, not put himself over. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> just still, um they did a good throwback to the Boneyard match where AJ Styles' arm sticking out and they had the arm sticking out. Uncle Alan. Uncle Al, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> so good, dude. It was fun. I was trying to explain it to Don last night. It's unexplainable. It was. I'm like, 
it was very funny in some spots and very, I'm like, if you're, I'm like, no, you, it was an hour and a half long, yeah. maybe two, it's 15 bucks, $15. Uh, it was great for what it was, man. I like, agree. It was fun. I'm not going to sit there and shit on it. I would pay another $15 to see Jim Cornette do a watch along. Oh my God. That would be a heart attack. You know, he's gonna, it'll be a Patreon. I'm sure I'm gonna have to get in on that. <laughs> yeah. I would too. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I don't know when, the, sometimes I think maybe he's just working everybody. I think so too. He secretly it's likes wrestling. it. Secretly yeah. He's it. It's got all the AEW figures already. <laughs> what else did you watch? Anything? Uh, bouncers. I told you the bouncers have their own show, like a zoom show. And it was kind of cool. They were talking about the gorillas of destiny. Um, some random shit here and there. Not, not nothing really just clips. Eddie Kingston. I, I started following him on Twitter. He's putting on, put me on to all sorts of crazy uh, New Japan stuff. Is he? Yeah. There's guys. A, I don't know. Some new New Japan should be hitting Ooh, the, the airwaves this end of this week. The the American Cup or whatever. Yeah, it's like the it's like the New Japan Cup America where they shot it all at the dojo in Los Angeles. I guess. I was gonna ask you about that. So does Moxley still hold a belt over there? Uh, the United I States one. Don't know. No? He lost that. Okay. Um. I'm not sure who is the United States champion right now. It was going back and forth between like Juice Robinson. And I those seen guys, somebody talking know. shit about him. Like I'm coming from Moxley and I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong folks. I've been wrong. You know what? We'll come back to this segment when we do botch spots next week. on nice. dork side of the ring. Follow us on the, the Twitter and the Instagram. I'm trying to get better at that. You know, um, it's a work in progress. I need a social media guy or something, dude. Yeah, we need we um, need a guy. <laughs> I need to just, uh, it shouldn't be that hard, but I'll sit there and I'll think about like five things I want to post. And I'm like, well, I don't want to flood it. So I'll post one today, one tomorrow. I end up posting one and then four Forget days go by and I'm posting shit. So anyways, <laughs> uh, Dorkside OTR on the Twitter, Instagram. We do have a Facebook page. Uh, we would love it if you would click the share button or subscribe to this show on whatever uh, format you're listening to it on. Um, until then, we will see you guys next week, same time, um, for Dork Side of the Ring. Give it, give it. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Yeah. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 